Welcome to the Iron Breed Podcast. My name is Austin, and here again with me today is Gerard. What's going on, everyone? So, today is Monday, but it is not Mindset Monday. I mean, every day is Mindset Monday, but we're going to come at you with a little different action. We wanted to follow up kind of on what we talked about last week. You may have noticed that we did not post a podcast on Friday. Usually, we're, we're, you know, we're operating on a Monday and Friday schedule here, uh, but we felt that it was important to not use this time to promote our own brand and rather not take away from the message uh, and everything that's going on right now, because that's really important. And so that's what we're actually going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about specifically how to do more than just posting. Now, don't exactly. know, posting's good, but it's not enough. No, it's, it's definitely not enough. It, it's, it's, it's a start. It's something that, you know, we should all continue and keep up and keep doing. Uh, but we also need to find ways that we can do more. And so it was really, really, uh, inspiring and, and interesting to see how Blackout Tuesday Instagram went dark and so many people, you know, came together and felt that that needed to be messaged. Um, but you don't want to just do it because that's what everyone else is doing. You want to actually have some, some base, some knowledge and also know like it is going to take more than us just posting. It's, it's, it's a great start. So me and Austin have taken this week and they start busy schedules and everything we got going on and tried to think of a way that we can have iron breed involved in this and, do our part how we can do more yeah and uh ultimately you know gerard and i we are both kind of uh very similar in that we're not a just talk about it and don't be about it uh type people and that's one of my thing uh you know it's one thing to talk about it but i'm not gonna sit here and say yeah we should do this but then turn the cheek and uh ignore it and you know, I, I guess you could probably make a case for a lot of us that in the past, well, why now? Why haven't we stepped up before in the past? And, you know, I think that's a large thing that a lot of us can collectively agree that we were wrong on. And I think that's why it's so important now to actually make the, make the choice to do more and step up and do what's right and stand for more. Um, cause it's hard to sit here and kind of admit that like, well, in 2013, when Trayvon Martin died, you know, what more could you have done now? I think obviously some part of that comes to be with the fact that, you know, 2013, you were still in high school. I just graduated. I'm a year in college. What type exactly. of, form? you know, I think there was a lot of uneducation on my end on what can I do? Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's probably a lot of people that do feel similarly that, you know, you may not have a platform. I mean, it's not like this is a massive platform for us at this moment, necessarily speaking anyway, but it is a platform nonetheless, and we can use it to try and educate and try and promote doing more and being better. Uh, 
but I think that's a lot of thing that a lot of people fell into. And that's something that I know I definitely did. And so it's not necessarily being selective as the battles we're fighting. It's just like, instead of just being like, well, what can I do? Well, if a lot of us come together and do something, a lot of things can change. So that's kind of why we decided that we're going to do more than just post about it, talk about it. We're going to try and make an actions and uh, we're going to release a benefit shirt. That's what our plan is. Um, where all the proceeds will be donated to campaign zero. Uh, and we've chosen, you know, there's a lot of really great foundations, you know, in places like the Minnesota freedom fund is that, I think that's the name of it. Minnesota Freeman Fund, you know, there's the NAACP, um, there's Black Lives Matter organization, uh, there's the Do Nord Riot Recovery Fund, um, and there's there's so many more other. I think there's the ACLU or ALCU. I, it's something like that. I might be dyslexic. Um, and, but, you know, we decided to roll with Campaign Zero. Um, personally, I felt uh, very... I, I was very interested in this campaign because they back up their claims. Essentially what they're trying to do is br- stop police brutality. Uh, and they have the research, they've done the research, they have the facts, they have the numbers and they have their solutions. You can head over to their website and you can look at what they pros is here. Are the problems they pros, you know, the numbers with stating that when there's more rules and regulations and enforcement of the, you know, use of force um, actions by cops, if you will, that there's less cases of, you know, people dying and less police brutality. Uh, And so a lot of their policies and what they're trying to accomplish and do is try to enforce more regulation, more training to prevent these things from happening. And I think that's, I think that's huge. I think that's really something that would eliminate a whole lot of problems. Uh, I mean, you know, if something like that happens and use of force guidelines were followed, um, the way that they're supposed to be. And now I'm not a cop, so, you know, don't quote me on Gerard knows a little bit more about them than I do, but I feel like there's a lot more things that could have happened and that didn't happen. That would have totally prevented this whole thing from happening or prevented George Floyd from dying in the first place. Um, I feel like you put him in the back of the cop car and that's it, game over, and he's still alive. And yeah, I mean, we see that with so many situations, and that's the troubling part too. Is there's so many cases, um, and it's it's really hard to hear when individuals say, "Oh, but," or "Well, you know, if this," and it's like <sighs> when an individual's life is taken by a law enforcement officer. That means they went through their procedures and went to the degrees of steps where they felt that lethal force was needed to be used. Traditionally, as it is taught, this lethal force is the last measure. Yet so many times we're seeing that it's the first one, or it's almost like a knee-jerk reaction. Uh, so like, when we look at uh, Breonna Taylor and her situation and the no-knock policy, uh, in entering uh, her actual, you know, complex and what went down with that and her boyfriend. Uh, and like, she was shot eight times. Like, so there's, there's all of these, all of these really, really troubling, hard to talk about situations. 
what we really do have to look at is the procedure and how can we change. Um, when you go to, so it's joincampaignzero.org, that is a charity, um, and you scroll down, the first thing you see is we can live in a world where police don't kill people by limiting police interventions, improving community interactions, and ensuring accountability. And it has a 10-step plan, essentially, with research articles about all of them. Number one being, end the broken window uh, uh, policing. So, so <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's, that's the right, you know, you can enter. Or if a door is cracked open, you, you have a right to enter. Um, community oversight, limit the use of force, uh, independently investigate and prosecute community uh, representation, body camps. How come some have them? How come some don't? What's happening to the footage? Why is it not being released sometimes? Training. Training is number seven, and that's huge because at the end of the day, yeah, it really should. Like, like if we can see a greater structure and organization put towards training and then just also community integration. So when we talk about policing, like um, there's proactive and reactive. A lot of times we see departments in a reactive, whereas proactive, they're actually going out into communities, building uh, communal relations, actually becoming integrated. It's proactive policing. Uh, it gets talked about a lot. Um, for those that don't know, I, I studied criminal justice for two and a half years um, at the University of Lock Haven that I went to, and I actually decided to opt out of the major because at that time, and I hate to say it, I don't even remember which shooting it was. I just remember that we went over the video of one of these police shootings. And when my professor asked, do you think this was a just shooting or not, that over half of the classroom's hands went up. And I, I didn't know what to do or what to say. And I knew what I saw was wrong. I knew what I saw was, and I'm sitting in a room where my peers saw an act of violence that I did too and said that that, that was legal, that that, that, that was a, a justification. And so that's why I transferred out of it. At the same time, also fitness and my love for, you know, physical exercise had outgrown that interest in uh, criminal justice. But um, I do still have some of that education and, and that interest as well, especially as this has just gone on. So I highly recommend you check out Join Campaign Zero. And I want to talk a little bit about, there's a lot of misunderstanding, it feels like, and um, uh, behind the messages that are being presented. And specifically, we hear this one a lot of times, too, where we see hashtag Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter movement. And we often hear this rebuttal, all lives matter. Yes, that is so true. All lives matter. And I'm going to read a quote real quick here that was posted out. It's gotten, uh, it's gotten some trending on Twitter I've seen. Um, but it's very interesting. And it goes along the lines of, if you can't hear Black Lives Matter without feeling a need to respond with criticism that all lives matter, and if you are religious, or even if you're not, crack open your Bible and hiccup, hit up Luke 15. So he summarizes... There are a hundred sheep, but one goes missing. Jesus leaves the 99 and goes after the one. 
the 99 would normally say, but what about us? Don't we matter? Of course, the 99 still matter, but it's the one that's in danger. So we ha- we have to be mindful of that, especially, and swear I love when I hear, you know, these, these protests and going on and people coming together, it's, it's, it's a mix. It's all different, not only just ethnicities, religious beliefs, backgrounds. There are uh, Native American women, Hispanic American, uh, just, 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 uh, these are like examples I've heard from actual protests going and speaking on not only institutional racism, but persecution that they felt in their communities and underrepresentation from law enforcement. And so the issue we consistently see at hand is this, you know, direct targeting of lower income to and racial minorities and policing issues. And so there is absolutely no reason that you can you can hear a, a hashtag a saying Black Lives Matter and say, oh, well, wait a minute, what about everyone else? No, because this is what's going on. This is the issue at hand, and it involves everyone. Everyone is involved in this, but we got to remember that one. So this is a tough topic. It riles people up. It does. And there's a lot of, you know, emotion and and – defensiveness that can get brought out of so many people when they feel like their views or their judgments are being skewed. But at the end of the day, we like that's why we picked Campaign Zero. Look at the statistics and realize that there are some serious changes that not only we need to help make happen, but need to be made happen. Absolutely. And I mean, it, it's kind of hard because, you know, if you watch – depending what news station you watch, I know the mainstream media seems to be promoting that these protests are, are peaceful. And, but then you go on social media, you see videos from people that are actually there and you'll see that they somehow end up being anything, but, and I think something that was really interesting to me was what went on in DC um, I believe it was last Monday. Uh, it was the day that I think Trump spoke at the White House. Um, you know, there was a large gathering around the White House and there was a curfew at seven, but there was 48 minutes of like chaos and shooting, you know, throwing the flashbangs and shooting rubber bullets. I mean, you know, there was somebody, there's some people that lost, I saw somebody lost an eye because they got shot in the eye with, a rubber bullet, um, you know, just people going wild. And, you know, a lot of the reports that I hear are that things are pretty peaceful at these protests and that usually the violence is incited by cops. But I, I'm, you know, obviously I'm not there, so I can't tell you because I didn't see it firsthand, but a lot of what I'm seeing seems to incite that. And it's just like, why are we so quick to, you know, to being, I don't know. I think there just needs to be more checks and balances. Cause I don't think there is, I don't think there's enough, you know, I think, I also think there's a lot of things, a lot of ways that we could really change the position uh, to make it better 
because one of the things that I constantly look at is like, you know, a lot of, a lot of police officers, I don't, I'm sure some places you probably get paid more than others, but it's not a very high paying job. It is a very stressful job. So like, I understand that. I would also feel like though, for someone that's going to be given a gun and told to enforce the law that like, wouldn't it make sense to make sure that their training is like really on point? Like, you know, that they like really extensive it just seems to me that there's a disconnect, you know, between going to, you know, the academy or going through whatever you need to go through to be a cop for six months. And then that's kind of it. And then there you go. Um, because obviously we keep seeing these issues. So what do we need to do? Maybe we need to set the higher, the standards higher for, you know, what it takes to be a cop to maybe start weeding out some of these bad apples because it seems like there's a whole lot more bad apples in this bunch than just a few, um, you know, cause I'm not going to condemn all of the police because, you know, frankly, there are good police officers out there. And I think the most tragic part though, is that a lot of times these good police officers out there, a true change is going to come from the, the good ones stepping up and doing the right thing and stopping the injustice when they see it. But that's a really hard position to be in because you're probably going to be outnumbered. But I truly think that's where that change starts. I think it starts from the inside, inside the organizations as they're currently constructed with the good cops standing up and doing what's right. Uh, Yeah, I'm absolutely with you there. And, um, all change is uncomfortable. All change is hard at its beginning. But much like we saw in 2013, for those individuals who were trying to stand up and bring, you know, awareness to this issue was oftentimes uh, pushed down or it, it, you know, didn't have what it seems like what has happened in 2020, this unity and audience to really be like enough is enough. This is a reoccurring problem. This is an issue. There is something that needs to be addressed and changed. And so for us, that's why we believe we could do more. That's why we're putting out the shirt. And the shirt will say United Against Injustice. And we're working with our graphic designer, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. We appreciate you. Um, and just uh, to put it out there, all the proceeds are going to go to campaign zero and this is how we can do more. Um, I don't know about you, Austin, but I've looked in my area and just as well as peaceful protesting opportunities, ways to get more involved with the communities that we live in uh, as well as uh, this is a voting year people. So don't say That's your vote it doesn't matter. Yeah. Your, your votes, vote matters. Matter. And I think it's also really important um if you're not already to pay attention to what your local officials, you know, or I maybe not specifically, but what the, whoops, as I throw my microphone, what the (laughs) officials in your area where you're voting, where you're registered to vote, I think it's very important to be paying attention to what they're doing, how they're responding and what they're standing for. 
Um, I think that's really important because a lot of times we are told to vote a certain way or people are told, oh, if you represent, stand for one party, then you must specifically do that. Or if you stand for another party, you can't vote cross party, what have you, you know, forget the parties, forget all of that. None of that matters. What matters is who's actually doing something and who's going to make a difference. So not to get too terribly political here, but just something to keep in mind is I'm pretty middle of the road. I don't, I don't really sway too far in either direction. But take a look at all the cities that experience the high, for your own research, just take a look at all the cities that experience the highest, um, highest levels of police brutality, the highest, the, the, the most amounts of all of that, everything that's going on with this specific situation. And look who's leading them and look who has been leading them for the last however many years. Nothing has changed, but yet a lot of times everybody says, if like, you know, this is what you stand for, vote for us. Well, clearly it looks like we've been voting for you for a while to represent those areas where those, these things are happening. And obviously nothing's changed. In fact, it's probably gotten worse. So um, that's, that's just my little two cents. Do your research on who, who stands for what, who represents what, and not just who actually says oh, I'm going to do this, but who actually does what they're going to say to do, which I feel like in politics at this point, you could literally look at almost any of them and be like, well, no, they don't. So um, unfortunately, that's the part where we're at. Uh, We're at that point where it's really hard to actually find somebody who does what they say they're going to do. But I think it's important that we pay attention to the actions. I believe we had a podcast about that at one point. You know, yep. our actions don't, don't be about it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Um, yep. So it's just really important to make sure that you're supporting someone that's actually about it. Not just talking, Oh yeah, I'll make some changes, but they're just telling you what you want to hear so that they get reelected. Um, you know, our votes matter and we really need to make sure that we're putting them to use and we're letting these people know, Hey, we're not going to, stand for your nonsense of not doing anything about this or you know you've had x amount of years to do this and you didn't do anything so it's time to go so like to follow it up i know that was a lot more than i bargained for but to follow it up is very important and just take the time to do the research to educate yourself on those situations where your local officials lie what they're doing what they're saying and are they backing up what they're saying exactly have a have a gut check moment be humble like I, something i've had to do is like dang i you know there is more additional research i need to put in and really look at the area i live in and what you know type of legislation is trying to be put into not only address these issues but also improve the community so if you're really trying to do more and if you posted on blackout tuesday and you've posted this week not only does everyone who's involved in this, but us as well, we encourage you to do more, to actually do more, to get out, communicate with others, bring a light on this this subject matter, this topic, have those tough conversations, and get involved in your community. 
and and get involved with these organizations who are 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 doing more. They're they're going out of their way. Like in the midst of all this stuff, they're they're still finding a way to make these things happen. So we can all do. Yeah, exactly. And listen, we need to we need we need to do a better job of listening and not saying, yeah, but exactly. yeah, but, but what, what about, or well, but what about, or, oh no, it's not. No, we just need to listen. We need to listen. You know, true understanding comes from listening because a lot of us will never understand what it's actually like. So that's what makes it important for us to actually be able to listen and understand. That's it, man. That's it. So, as always, have a great Monday, people. Still stick on your routines. Make sure that you're, you know, taking care of yourself and helping the people around you. Let's start doing more. Let's do more. Once again, I'm Austin. With me again is Gerard. You can find us on the Iron Breed Performance Instagram page. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, share it out if you like it. Um, and when we drop that shirt, please feel free to uh, share that out as well. Um, obviously, the more people that buy the shirt, the more we can donate. Um, I know Gerard and I will make a personal donation with that as well. When you know, after we're done, I think we'll probably at least have it active for at least a week. I think, um, and then we'll donate the proceeds at the end of that week. Um, yeah, and then if there, we have any other updates, we'll keep you updated along that. But as of right now, that's what our game plan is. And at some point this week, we'll be posting that up when everything's good to go. And uh, we'll let you know. But as always, we appreciate you. Much love. Thanks for listening to the Iron Breed Podcast. <laughs>